You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. So, here you are. Too foreign for home. Too foreign for here. Never enough for both. Ijuoma umebinyo. Diaspora Blues. What makes you smile and adds a spring to your step? What does it mean to belong? And how do we build a home away from home? Diaspora Blues is a show that contemplates what is and what could be. Join Busto and Bigwa every Monday at 2.30 on 3CR Community Radio. Produced by Yan. Throughout the month of June, we'll be asking you, the listener, to support radical, community-owned media during our Radiothon. We'll be taking donations online, over the phone and in the station to help keep 3CR going for another year. Independent community media is vital and we need your support to keep community strong. The 3CR Radiothon kicks off in June. To donate, go to 3cr.org.au, call the station on 03-9419-8377 or drop in at 21 Smith Street, Fitzroy during business hours. 3CR, keep Keep community community strong. You're listening to The Aspira Blues, a 3CR radio program. I'm your host, Kushik Jadhav. Here it is, week two of hosting. Can't believe it. Um, before I get started, I just want to give a little heads up on obviously the 3CR's Radiothon on June 13th, in which listeners will be able to donate as part of the drive. If you love The Aspira Blues and of course want to keep what Iron has created alive, you're welcome to donate. Today's show is all about adulthood and what Matt what it might mean to be independent. Now, I know I'm only 19 and I'm sorry, but it's a topic that I feel is always on my mind. And I know a lot of young people are thinking the same. I mean, I keep hearing people turning 18 and 21, so I feel like it's very, very fitting. You know, is adulthood defined by your age? What represents adulthood in your household? Is adulthood a stage that is necessary to transition to? This brings us to the theme today. I've chosen a few songs here and there that I feel might be fitting for the theme, or at least make me feel independent. And trust me, they're a good addition to the good old playlist. The next song I have for you guys is Higher Ground by Stevie Wonder, a classic, but I guess makes me feel really good. Enjoy.
You were just listening to Stevie Wonder's Higher Ground and you're listening to The Sparrow Blues, a 3CR radio program. The mental health system in Victoria is currently undergoing transformational reform. And for the first time, these reforms centre people with lived experience of mental health challenges in the design and delivery of the new system. So how do we then ensure that lived experience engagement is genuine and not tokenistic? And what are some of the structural changes that need to occur to encourage people with a lived experience to want to participate? These are some of the questions we will be exploring in this year's Wellways Public Lecture on Thursday, May 26 at the Wheeler Centre. The keynote speaker is Debbie Hamilton, a systemic mental health advocate. And the evening will also include a panel discussion with lived experience and governance experts and the launch of Vimeac's Consumers Leading in Governance pilot program. This is a free event, but bookings are essential. To book your ticket to the in-person event or online stream, visit lecture.wellways.org and follow the links to the booking page. That's lecture.wellways.org. Wellways supports 3CR. All right, we're back. And of course, I've got my little friend here, Ayan. How are you going? How are you feeling? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. Um, I was going to say... <laughs> I was going to say... Um, so, adulthood, obviously, I turned 19 in last August, going to turn 20 this year. Um, I want to hand it to you because I feel like you've experienced a lot and obviously you're an adult and I see, I look up to you as well. What is something that you've learned? Um, yeah, or like what do you think something that you're yet to learn being an adult? Oh, that's an excellent question. <laughs> First of all, I love that you called me an adult i feel like you just <laughs> called me old but that's that's sorry no <laughs> I'm, joking. <laughs> I'm joking um so the question was what have i learned um oh it's not what i expected um mm-hmm. you know i had all these like weird ideas about what adulthood should be so you go to high school i mean you finish high school you go to you you go straight to uni that's what i thought get a job that kind of thing but life doesn't work out like Mm -hmm. that sometimes it does sometimes it doesn't but one thing i've noticed is there's not one standard it just depends um on who you are and what you're interested in um it's been an excellent journey uh i feel more confident i think the older you get the more confident and self-assured you become Mm -hmm. assuming you do the work Mm -hmm. so my 20s were was a lot of um me testing stuff and getting it wrong and learning to be okay with getting it wrong Mm -hmm. and then when I hit my 30s everything started to make sense things started to fall into place Mm -hmm. yeah I was gonna say kind of like we talked a little bit about self-love and confidence last week and talking do you think that's that's part of the transition into becoming an adult, like, or purely becoming an adult? Do you think it's important to go through, like, that confidence stage? Or do you think that's still, like, something that's ongoing? Definitely ongoing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something, it's not a stage you reach and, mm-hmm. and that's it. It's, it like, it continues to deepen, it continues to strengthen. Um, but you start to really get comfortable in your skin, um, and things that used to worry you, they might they might still worry you, but it's not like the end of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and mind you, this is, take it with a grain of salt, this is just my own personal experience. But from friends that I've spoken to, like the older you get, the more things become kind of, it's like I've been here. 
and I know what to do kind mm. of situation. Yeah. Mm. No, I look. Obviously, I'm yet to experience some of that. <laughs> like, and so I'm definitely gonna put it like it's like a, a leaf in my book or however that saying goes. Um, I wanted to. I wanted to also ask. Um, for me, just growing up in the way that I did, and obviously like living in Australia where 18 is legal age in terms of being an adult. Did you think that that was part of your transition too? I know a lot of people who I you know, grew up with in school who may not have come from the same background I did. 18 doesn't really count for in my family as being an adult, like not even 21. Mm. So um, did you feel like you were part of that transition to adulthood with the 18 and 21-year-olds or was it different for you? Like did, was it an age thing for yeah. you? That's such an excellent observation observation mm. to make and I'm glad that you did. Mm. Look at you. Look at my so profound. Um, no, so it really does depend. So in my community, I'm Somali. That's my background, but I grew up here. So I've obviously had to straddle two communities. So in my family, you know, milestones are more based on, I don't want to say gender, but more around like, so when you're 13, you're kind of like you've you know that's the age that you kind of start um menstruating so now you're kind of seen mm-hmm. as like like a Make pre-woman sure. yeah, yeah. it's weird it's weird so for us that's that's one milestone another milestone is obviously when you finish school which is the same for everybody but another milestone is when you reach marriageable age mm-hmm. so for us milestones are completely different it's not according to 18 21 yes. mm-hmm. that kind of thing it's mm-hmm. more life so milestones are like life experiences or like pivotal moments in life as opposed to numbers if that makes sense Mm, no 100% that's so interesting yeah I didn't think of like milestones I wonder and also milestones I don't think have a definitive age like I know for me like this is like a really fun fact but I only filled up petrol for the first time like not too long ago like probably like at the station I was like is this a milestone for me like am I finally an adult because like it's so stupid but like it was one of those things I was like okay I'm actually becoming a little bit more independent, even though, like, I can drive and, like, all of that. But I never, like, properly filled up petrol on my own. And so it was just, I don't know, it was just interesting. And I sometimes feel like when I see, like, some of my friends, turn, like, who've turned 18, 21, um, and they're out, like, they're able to, you know, like, travel by themselves and, like, become supposedly more independent in my eyes. I've always thought that, um, you know, why can't that be me? Is that because of do my family hold me back? Is that something holding back? Is it I'm not able to balance, like, my background growing up South Asian mm. and, like, maybe the regulations here? And so it's just, like, um, yeah, I'm trying to figure out, like, how to go about it and just, like, talking to other women, people of colour. Like, yeah. I think it reassures me that I'm not, like, missing out, yeah. if that makes sense. Do you ever feel like you're missing out? Um, no, and I totally hear you. I... Um echo those kind of same sentiments but I also think the expectations for us are different right so people will look at us and go you know they're so focused with education but if you come from a family where you're the first to go to university your experience will be completely different Mm -hmm. where people who have grown up here their parents have grown up here for them (laughs) a lot of the time they're only focusing on individual stuff like my own happiness where we're juggling our happiness our family's happiness Mm -hmm. our community's happiness so technically we have a lot more on our plate and in my community 
because Somalis, because um, there aren't that many job opportunities back home, a lot of the way that people survive in Somalia is from the money that they receive from families who are in the West. Okay. So mm. I'm not only here, but I'm also supporting family back home. So I don't have the luxury to go on holidays and, mm-hmm. and you know, do whatever I want nilly willy because mm-hmm. I come as a collective. Mm-hmm. My concerns are with my community as much as they are with me, my individual well-being, my um, my family. So there's a lot more that we have to factor in. And sometimes that's a lot, mm-hmm. you know. Mm. Um yeah, so I feel like we do so much more. Yeah, we do so much more. It's very cyclic. It's always like giving back. I think because I think family is like the center of so many things. Even like in my culture, like family is like I know for a lot of Indian folks out there, they'll know that like <laughs> you do everything to make your family proud. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that goes for a lot of other cultures too. And I think once you like hit that age where, you know, you want to be a little bit selfish and go out to like, you know, museums and go hang out with your friends, it, you know, this kind of transition, I want to be more independent. I want to be an adult. You do feel like this sense of guilt somewhere because you feel like, no, I still have that responsibility mm-hmm. to, you know, be a role model, make sure I'm there at home. I don't want to make my parents worried because they have, like, certain expectations of the way they grew up when back home. So there's just, like, a um, – yeah, I'm still, like, kind of thinking about how do I balance the guilt, responsibility, being part of my culture, making my family proud, and obviously wanting to be, like, an independent person, mm. you know, in this world. So yeah. – no, it's a struggle yeah. of migrants. Honestly, it's mm. it's a struggle that's been happening forever. That mm-hmm. will continue to have for, that will continue to happen um, after we're long gone. But I feel like for your generation, it will become a bit easier. Unfortunately, you're the first in your family. Like I think you were the first born here. Yes, in your immediate family. Yes. Oh my goodness. So you. <laughs> oh, are... I didn't think of it that way. <laughs> so you're going to be the you're the guinea pig. Yeah. And your sister will hopefully. When she's your age, things will be a bit more different. And that's mm. the best that we can do. Try to make it easier for the future generation. Mm-hmm. So, unfortunately, you will get the butt of, like, everything. everything. <laughs> um, but, mm. Yeah, but I think finding a balance. Mm-hmm. If you want to be independent for yourself mm-hmm. and for your well-being and because you want space, do it for yourself. Mm-hmm. But don't ever do it to measure yourself against people who don't have the same responsibilities or mm. who don't have the same expectations from their families mm. and community. Do it for yourself, but not not because the Western standards say so. Yeah, no, sense. for sure. No, and that's – thank you so much, Ayan. That's very validating, very reassuring. See, this is what I mean. Like, this is – like, I try to have these conversations with people who – obviously might be like Australian or might not have that like ethnic background and it's hard because there's just some it not everything's black and white it's very gray and for them to kind of understand those gray areas it can be it can be hard it can be hard to even put into words um Mm. so it's yeah it's very reassuring and I think um more of us should talk about it a bit more 100 percent but I'm glad you're having these conversations and you'll continue to have these conversations and who knows you might be the one sending the trends setting the trend sorry for your family and your community mm. so look mm. at you uh, hopefully you got a lot girl you got a lot um <laughs> i was gonna say i i might just i did a little like journaling the other day and i might just talk about it a little bit for now um and then we'll get back to our chick chat maybe play a little bit of music see how we go um but i'll talk to you very very soon
Okay, adulthood. Uh, it is a scary word for some and a word that represents freedom. Growing up, you know, watching what's commonly known, those coming-of-age movies, you know, I am is probably laughing in the background, 10 Things I Hate About You, you know you love it. <laughs> High School Musical, sorry for those, it still resonates with me. And, of course, like, Mean Girls. Uh, there's probably so many more. These are the ones on top of my head, but... um. They are quote unquote well illustrate the reality of of high school, right? Um, the popular girl, you got your jocks, you have the different groups. Now, in terms of the American talk, like context, it, it could be true. I don't know. I didn't grow up there, grow up there, but for us Australians, it didn't really play out that way. I mean, we had school uniforms, icy poles, getting around the footy, that sort of thing. So when I think about the transition from teenhood to adulthood. You know, in the media, just seeing all this stuff, I, I don't know, like, it, it seems a little bit confusing. I mean, we have, like, coming-of-age adult movies, I suppose, but, like, uh, I don't know, growing up with just seeing the high school coming-of-age, I didn't really know what transition, what happens after that, you know. Um, but when I think somehow what equivalent that might be for me is a TV show, uh, very well-known, called Friends. Now, um, growing up in a South Asian household, the ideas of moving out with friends, experiencing New York, maybe going out to bars, couldn't seem more appealing. Um, now, even though Friends as a TV show, you know, lack the, you know, the, the diversity or the consideration of maybe people that look like me or grew up like me, um, you know, to be an adult from an ethnic household, um, don't worry, I still think Friends is an amazing show. It's very, very funny. Um uh, Joey still has my heart. So, uh, but I've realized, I've come to realize that adulthood for me, and I think for a lot of f- first generation children, is embedding trust within our parents, um, letting them know that they've done enough, um, you know, and we, they've raised that in such a beautiful way that we're mature enough to make those choices and decisions that are going to help us, you know, be better versions of ourselves. Um, I don't know if that's too deep for a bit of a 2.30 show, but there were some of my observations, Ayan. Um, uh, what, what do you think? Like, I don't know, I had a bit of journaling and I was, like, thinking about how I'm studying media, um, how some of these, like, TV shows, maybe they were the inspiration behind why I wanted certain things, like transitioning from being 18 and now this year going to be 20. feels so weird. Um, yeah, what like, what are your thoughts? Mm. Do you think that was part of yeah the inspiration yeah 100 percent. like you're in this country like i grew up watching friends i mm. love 10 things i hate about you mm. but even like like forget about west versus like your own court like forget about all that even the american context of high school is completely different to the yes context yes yeah so everything is context wise mm. do you know what i mean mm-hmm. but when you're growing up you just assume what you're consuming, that's reality. That's how people are in high school. This is how adulthood is. Um, and, you know, I think it's something you learn as you get older, but it's, but not everyone does. Everyone just assumes there's certain milestones that you need to achieve at different age levels. But the media does play a big role in um, how we see ourselves and how we compare ourselves. Even, you know... This this big focus. I remember when I was younger, and I used to just like complain about um, my community, and everyone's just like, "Oh, just leave your community," you know. Oh, mm. like oh, your mom's giving you a hard time, just cut her off. 
you're like, are you, in, are you like, are you insane? The, yeah, <laughs> the grey area. That's what I'm talking. You can't just do that. Yeah. It's not black and white like that. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, uh, so the older I get, um, I'm very big on boundaries. So mm-hmm. setting boundaries where you're okay with who you are and you're okay with the choices you've made mm-hmm. and and moving on with those choices. That's one thing. Mm-hmm. But excommunicating, like, um, like. Uh, getting rid of my family and my community yeah, that's something that i who am i without them? that's who you are yeah. like yeah 100 percent. It, it would feel wrong like i don't think i'd be my truest form without them um and i feel like you would agree as well yeah, yeah. like it means everything and and i guess the western world like family is family it's not like the way they even see family is completely different, different yeah and i think both are valid, uh, and I don't think there's a hierarchy. There's no hundred percent. No, Do you it's know what not. I mean. But it's just a different understanding. Yeah. No, thank you so much, Ion. I think um, we'll give ourselves a little bit of a break, bit of a breather, give our listeners a breather, um, and let's just play out with a song. Oh, my favorite oh, 
I know we love a little Khaled, but we're almost finished. So thank you so much for listening today. You're listening to a 3CR program called The Aspire Blues, and we look forward to seeing you guys next week. Thank you so much and take care. listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.